Hey guys, welcome to the Football Betting Podcast. Thank you for tuning in once again. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, and I'm joined as ever by my on-fire co-host, Mr. Thomas Walker. Oh, guys, who's brought a uh, fire extinguisher with him for tonight's show, eh? (laughs) (laughs) On absolute flames. Yeah, Yeah. thanks for that beautiful introduction. Let's not forget, you were part of the joint bomb-proof treble that we won. I know two of the teams were mine, but it wasn't a one without yours, my friend. For anyone who did listen last week, the joint bomb-proof treble we we read out on the show was a winner. We'll go through that in further detail later on in the show so that makes it two wins in a row for the bomb proof treble since we resurrected them back from the dead so going all guns blazing at the moment which is really nice all guns blazing absolutely loving the return of the bpts and just can't wait to read out my treble for this week so should we get started yeah yeah well we'll just go through the statistics from last weekend's tips um couldn't quite sustain the what 84% success rate that we had the week before. Um, we were at 55 last week. Prem, three out of seven, which was disappointing. Champ, one out of four tips right, which was again disappointing. Then League One, four out of six, much better. And League Two, where typically we've been pretty poor, to be honest, over recent weeks. Um, three out of three, correct, in League Two. So, yeah, it, it was a- overall not bad. It's a topsy turvy game, isn't it? This old, uh, this old football, football malarkey. Uh, good to see though, you know, fifty five percent and a winning bomb proof treble. I'd take that every week. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. Um, so this week then there is no League One and League Two. So we've got Premier League Championship and something different. It's the FA Cup first round. Always, always full of. Mystery, full of upsets. Yeah, it's it's very much do or die, I feel like, in the FA Cup first round. Um, so, yeah, certainly a different angle for the show, at least. Yeah, so we'll go straight into giving you our tips for the Premier League for this weekend, then. Did you want to mention anything about the Saturday 12.30, which is Cardiff-Brighton, or shall we move into the 3 o'clock? I think it it would be a tough game that one to call. Um, I I think I like the idea of the game being under two point five. It's eight to fifteen, so the bookies definitely agree with me. Uh, but mm. you know, if I was going to tip anything, I think I'd go for under two point five. But it's, it's nothing truly concrete. No, no, I think there's much better things to look at this weekend than that. We'll look at the three o'clocks then. For me. There's only four three o'clocks this weekend. The standout is Leicester for me, mm-hmm. at home to Burnley. Leicester priced at four to nine, which I do think is very stingy. It, that is short, four to nine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's terrible. Obviously, fantastic for them to get a hard fought win over Cardiff last weekend in light of tragic events that had happened uh, the week beforehand. So I do think they'll be able to follow it up with a win against the Burnley side, who have been very poor of late, haven't they? They've lost the last three on the spin, conceding at least four in each of those three games, and they've lost six of their last seven away games. Yeah, I think, as you said, following the uh, the tragic death of the club's owner, um, I think this is the first home game since that's happened. I think there's going to be such a 
emotional energy around the stadium. I think, you know, Leicester will use that and they'll use the fan support. I think it will be louder than ever. And who do you want to come to town? Burnley are right up there, aren't they? Um, as you mentioned, conceded 5-4-4 four, and four in the last three games, respectively. Um, it's it's exactly who you want. It is a tight price, but I, for me, I agree. I think this is the standout. I, I think going forward, they're too wooden for me. They need... <laughs> Chris Wooden. Well, he's got one in 11, so that's part of the problem. I just feel like there's a lack of pace up there. I feel like there's a lack of imagination. I feel like there's a, a real lack of general mobility. Um, Vokes, Wood, Barnes, they're all good at what they do, and they. but you can only have one of them at your club, I feel like. So, you know, if Watford, Watford have got Deeney, and then they've got Andre Gray, and they've got Isaac Success and players like that. I, I feel like Bur- Burnley just have too many of the same ilk and they rely so much on Goodmanson, who's slowly becoming their best attacking player. Uh, it, it's it's not enough, unfortunately. And um, I think Dyche really has to address this as, as soon as possible because they can only go so far scoring, you know, set pieces, headers and kind of, you know, building off the big man. I think they need a bit more. Once teams kind of figure out how to play against them, as they've been doing the same thing for so long now, teams work them out and you need that plan B and that extra dimension to your squad when things when plan A isn't working. Uh, they don't have that right now. Uh, but Leicester to win here for both of us at 4-9, uh, should that one should come in. Um, anything else yeah. you'd like to look at for the 3 o'clock? Yeah, there is actually. I'm looking at the Southampton-Watford game. So I'm actually looking at the Hornets and I personally believe this is what I would class as like a relatively strong tip. 19 to 10 price for the Hornets. Now, I'm fully aware, Profit Chasers, that Watford went to Newcastle. They lost to a team that hadn't won all season until that game. I'm fully, fully aware of that. However, Southampton for me are up there with Fulham with the worst team in the league right now. I'm sure everyone has seen the viral video of Southampton defending uh, one of the goals in the 6-1 defeat away at Man City. It's been absolutely nothing short of a disgrace. And Mark Hughes is not performing at Southampton. They've got an awful, awful home record. They haven't won uh, this season at home. They haven't won in the last four games, end of. And, And in there... Nil-nil draws at home to Newcastle. Um, got absolutely battered against Chelsea. Got absolutely demolished against City. Lost to Wolves. The only creditable thing in there really is a draw away at Bournemouth. And I'm going off the fact that Southampton have been really poor. And Watford are capable of a result. Yes, they just lost to Newcastle. But they're the kind of team that bounces back. Um, they lost at home 4-0 to Bournemouth. Followed that up with an unexpected 2-0 away at, away win at Wolves. I think they're going to bounce back again. Um, yeah, I, I take your points. For me, I completely... I don't trust Watford whatsoever. I really don't. They're a team who seem to be so hit or miss. You don't know what you're going to get mm-hmm. from one week to the next. Yeah, I that totally new- agree. I'm just... 
just kind of going off South, how bad Southampton are, Tom. You, you, you must be looking at Southampton yeah. with zero confidence as well. Yeah, well, last week we were in exactly the same position, looking at Newcastle with zero confidence when they played Watford. Look what happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. For me, I think I think Watford will bounce back, and I think there's a there's a real problem at Southampton. I think they go under the radar a bit, but I think there's a real problem there. I think the fans are really unhappy, and yeah, I don't see them winning this at all. Watford for me, Tom's not sure. It's okay to disagree every now and then. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, sticking with the three o'clock cent, I'd like to look at Newcastle uh, in their match against Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth are very, very well priced in this game. Eight to five, you can get the cherries at, and they are my pick for this one here. Um, the bookies have pretty much got this as an even split. Newcastle, just, just, just very, very, very slightly higher odds uh, with the bookies. Seventeen to ten, the draw at nine to four. For me, yeah, I don't see why. You wouldn't go with Bournemouth. Newcastle were one game, one nil. Everyone needs to chill out. If Everyone people think that Newcastle are going to go on any kind of run here, I think they're going to be mistaken at the moment, especially with Bournemouth coming to town. They look very good value um, in their recent games. Run Manu very close. They've only lost one of their last seven across all competitions, scoring plenty of goals. So I think Bournemouth, for me, is a, is a good value to win. Yeah. I mean, the one statistic I've wrote down here is Callum Wilson has six goals this season. Newcastle, as a collective, has scored seven. Their top <laughs> scorer is Hosselu with two. That that tells you a story for me. I, I totally agree with you. Just because it's Newcastle, just because it's Rafa, just because they have this giant stadium, it doesn't doesn't make them a good team. And I feel like everyone's kind of getting a bit sucked into Newcastle just because of those three factors. The fact of yeah. the matter is a better yeah. team is coming to play them against in a game of football. And I yeah. think they're going to lose. So moving on then from Bournemouth-Newcastle, the last game on Saturday is Spurs away at Palace. Spurs are priced at 3-4 to four for this one. I think they'll get the win. They've won their last four away matches in the league. and. Credit to them, they've won at some tricky places. They've got wins away at Huddersfield, Wolves, West Ham and Brighton. So, you know, Brighton have beaten United at home this season. Wolves have drawn at home to City. So, Spurs have gone to those places, beat them fairly, fairly comfortably, you'd say. So, credit to Spurs for their away performances. They're on the back of a come-from-behind late winner against PSV as well in the Champions League so that's going to put them on a bit of a high they come up against Palace who have now lost five of their last six matches winless at home all season things aren't really clicking into place for Palace they were very reliant on Zaha and then when Zaha goes to a poor poor patch of form they've literally got no chance Um, that's the way it is for them at the moment so until Zaha can you know, sort himself out and get himself back amongst the goals. I think they're really going to struggle, and I think Spurs are going to have too much this weekend. I think Palace are comfortably them or Southampton are the most boring team 
in the league this season. I never thought I'd say that with a team of Wilfred Zaha in it. Um, asking him to play out of position, putting a lot of pressure and responsibility on someone who's finishing is, is you know, not of a striker quality. For me, Palace... <clears throat> For me, Palace have struggled for a striker for a long, long time. And I don't think they're that far away from being half decent, but Zaha's not the answer. And there's there's a lot of pressure on him. I agree with you. Spurs will come to town. They may concede one, maybe. Um, but three to four away from home. I like that price. Um, we're going to move on now to Premier League Super Sunday. And it really is a Super Sunday this weekend. We've got four games. Um, Tom, do you want to kick us off with what you like the look of? I will start by mentioning Liverpool-Fulham. I think it's a <laughs> foregone conclusion. We all think Liverpool will win this game. Priced at 1-10. to 10. Fulham, a massive, massive 22-1. to 1. Liverpool have had the slip-up in midweek, losing unexpectedly 2-0 away at Red Star Belgrade in Serbia in the Champions League. Um, very, very unexpected result there, but Fulham are terrible. Absolutely terrible, aren't they? Um, I cannot see anything other than a Liverpool victory here. The odds reflect that. Let's move on. From a betting perspective, the best thing you've got for me, is Arsenal at home to Wolves. Arsenal priced at 8-15. To be fair to Arsenal, I think they surprised a lot of people in their game against Liverpool last weekend. They were a tad fortunate. Liverpool hitting the Woolworth a couple of times, but on the whole, pretty good value for their point. Um, they entertain a Wolves side here who have hit a bit of a sticky patch, losing their last three in a row. Arsenal themselves unbeaten in the last nine home games across all competitions. I think the form that Arsenal are on, they've got too much for Wolves, in my opinion. Yeah, Arsenal, still too early to say if they're the real deal or not. I think that's fair to say. But they're certainly going in the right direction. And they're certainly, you know, they're in the top four, aren't they, for uh, form at the moment, even though they are uh, currently in fifth position in the league. They've been great, and Unai Emery deserves some massive credit. Um, they look like they're... This Arsenal team would absolutely batter Arsene Wenger's last Arsenal team. And the personnel oh. is only one, two, or three people different. My God, they would wipe the floor of them. Torreira looks like a real find. He seems to be playing really, really well. Adds a bit of steel that they've really missed. Yeah, and legs as well, because whenever you think yeah. about Arsenal's midfield in the last couple of years, nice and technical, but no one's really had short bursts of spit of pace, real stamina. Um, I think that they've been lacking that. They've been lacking that for me. And um, yeah, Torreira looks like an absolutely great signing. Um, yeah, he looks really key. They're, they're, as Tom's mentioned, you know, Liverpool at home to Fulham, Arsenal at home to Wolves. Um, I'll cover one more before we get on to the big one. It's Chelsea-Everton. Again, it's a, a big favourite at home. You can get Chelsea at 8-15. to Not going to spend too much time on this. I fully expect Chelsea to have zero problems at home to Everton, despite the fact that Everton have won um, four of the last six games 
So, you know, they've, they've quietly been decent, actually. Um, but yeah. I think that uh, Chelsea will have too much for them. I didn't realise, though, I didn't realise how good Everton have been recently. I just assumed that they were still crap. But, no, <laughs> they've, they've actually they've actually pulled together some decent results. So, uh, going under yeah. the radar a bit, which is, uh, which is nice for them. So, let's introduce, Tom, the big game on Sunday. Who's going to win? Manchester Derby. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a big one. Manchester City, home to Manchester United. Uh, Etihad Stadium, a huge, huge game. Big for both teams, really. I don't know what you think to the game, Tom. I'm interested to hear your thoughts before I share my own. What are you thinking? I'm sorry to say again, it's Moise. <laughs> um, no, it's channeling my inner Andy Tate there just for a moment I would like to say before we go on to this game in detail the scheduling is crap why is this at 4.30 the same time as the Arsenal Wolves game it annoys me just you know split them out there's plenty of time in the day if you listen in FA to the football betting podcast which you're probably not allowed to do then please take note <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, and then the second thing, Man City are very, very short for this one, aren't they? Uh, one to three for Manchester City to get the win here. I think this is probably the shortest that I've seen a Manchester team for a Manchester derby for a long time. United, eight to one. Eight to one for a derby match when supposedly form goes out the window. You know, uh, four to one for the draw. The prices for United or draw here, I think, are incredible. Do I think it will happen, though? Probably not. I think if I had to pick a side here, it would be Manchester City. One of the last five in a row, including that obviously absolute smashing of Southampton 6-1 in the last game. If this was at Old Trafford, I might have some second thoughts. I might perhaps be looking at the draw. But as it's at the Etihad, and I know Manchester United won here coming from behind last season, but the form that City are on at home, scoring goals for absolute fun. I agree with every single point you've made. I want to back City. One to three for me is too tight. Way too tight. I, I can't back them at that. Purely just because you're right. You know, last year, United pulled out a, a random, random victory. Um, you know, co- Completely unexpected. Derby Day, things go out the window. I can't stand Mourinho. Regular listeners to the podcast will know that. But I am also, you know, not completely blind to the fact that he's capable of pulling out, you know, a a, a crazy victory. He's still capable of getting a result against the opposition. I just look at United at the back. How? They've conceded 18 goals this season. Man City have conceded four. And Man City have scored 33. That's in 11 league games. At home, they've scored 24 in six. They're averaging four goals a home game, largely boosted by Southampton, of course. But how on earth can you back United? How on earth? Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, uh, Ashley Young. How can you back them? It's craziness, but the price has just put me off. They completely put me off. Enjoy this game with a pizza and a beer 
and your mates and just for me the best bet is no bet for this game um if city were you know kind of more around the evens mark i wouldn't expect them to be over evens absolutely not but you know a little bit under evens you know maybe a four to six something like that i'd be much more willing to tip them and back them but one to three in a derby match where anything can happen as we're saying it's not worth the risk no absolutely not it it will be i'm hoping it will be a cracker the last time we had a big game like this was city liverpool very drab affair so uh let's see what happens city at home it should be a different story absolutely let's move on then to the championship so we've got a big game on friday night uh sheffield united against sheffield wednesday anything that you'd like to look at in this particular game we know sheffield united are very very good at home uh price pretty short though one to two for this one pretty short but you're not telling me anyone's got any confidence in Sheffield Wednesday. <laughs> no confidence for me. Do you remember when I read out all that history that said that I thought Norwich would win at Hillsborough, but I said, you know, the last couple of games they've been up there, they've lost 5-1, you know, two out of three times. The other one was a 4-0 loss. Yeah, that, that couldn't even help Sheffield Wednesday because they lost 4-0 at home to Norwich. So the history books can't even help them. Um, Sheffield United at home are completely different Sheffield United away, aren't they? Um, Yeah, I I do fancy United. I do agree that one to two is a bit tight. Wigan pushed them close, lost 4-2 at home. Wigan are hopeless away. Uh, Sheffield United drew at home to Stoke, only squeezed past Hull 1-0. I think this is a bit of a tight game, very much like City. I think, you know, enjoy this game. I think the odds are just a bit too tight for me. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that. Um, very similar to the Manchester derby here. You've got the team, which is the favourite here, Sheffield United, who should win. But at the odds, considering it's a derby game, it's not worth the risk for me here. Enjoy this game as well, Friday night, 7.45. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a great watch. Moving on to Saturday then, we've got every game apart from one that remains at 3 o'clock. We've got West Bromley's at 5.30. But looking at the 3 o'clocks now, um, I like the look of Birmingham against Hull. Birmingham are priced at 17-20 to for the victory here. Uh, They're unbeaten at home this season, actually. They've drawn five and won the last three in a row. So really started turning draws into wins at home. The entertainer Hall side, who, to be fair to them, got a very good win against West Brom last weekend. That probably pushed quite a lot of coupons uh, up and down the country. But away from home, Hall don't travel particularly well. As we say, Birmingham, very, very good form, climbing up the league, turning draws into wins. I do think this is a decent price. Um, considering they should win this game. Yeah, Hull don't give me any confidence at all. I think, by the way, this will be an absolute dog's dinner of a game <laughs> for, yeah. for an entertainment point of view. Um, yeah, it will be bloody awful. But I think Birmingham, are de- they're moving in the right direction and 
probably the biggest surprises of the league, I'd say, so far for me. Um, I, I, I expected them to be down there. I expected them to go down pretty much without a whimper, to be honest. But they've been fantastic so far. And uh, Hull, they're just, they're, just, they're just one living nightmare, aren't they, Hull? If you're a Hull fan, God rest your soul, because that's going to be a long season. Um, I'm going to turn my attention to what I think will be a tight game. But, Tom, I have something to tell you live on. on air. Oh, God. I believe, I believe this is the year for the boys in red. Come on, you reds. <laughs> I believe oh, this is it. This is it. I, like, I actually do believe it. I, for years and years, I've been the one to say no. No, yeah, you have. no, it's not happening. It's not happening. And, you know, unfortunately, I'd love to be wrong. But every year I've been bloody right and we've we've finished God knows where. Everything's pointing in the right direction for me. And this is the best Forest side I've seen in a long time. We've got a tough game um, on Saturday. It's a three o'clock kickoff. We're at home to Stoke. Forest are 29 to 20. Draw 12 to 5, Stoke 7 to 4. I think if you just look at the league tables, see Forest in 6th and Stoke in 15th, you're probably thinking this is going to be an absolute stroll in the park for Forest. Stoke have improved. You have to give them credit. Uh, recently, they have gone away to Bristol City and won. They've drew away at Sheffield United. They beat Norwich away. But Forest at home this season are a completely different animal. Played eight, won four, drew three, lost just the one, scored 11, uh, conceded eight, which is probably one too many. But I'm I'm edging towards Forest. I just feel like they've got Lewis Graben, who is on absolute fire, nine in 15. Joe Lolly is nominated for Championship Player of the Month. He's got four in 16 from the wing. Uh, they've made another addition. I'm not even going to try and pronounce his name. Uh, it's an Iranian striker that I'm excited to see. Claudio Jakob made his debut the other day. He was in the Premier League last season. Um, it, it all points towards a Forest win. I don't think it'll be easy, but my little excited speech about why they're going to win on Saturday is over now. I just wanted to get that off my chest. I'm very excited. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's nice. It's refreshing to hear you speak like that because you're so often the party pooper and you have been for years on end. And I love hearing you get a bit excited about us for a change because, you know, all signs point towards this being a really good, successful top six season for Forrest. Um, 29 to 20 is the price for Forrest to get the win. I can't remember if we even said the price uh, to begin with there. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> It's quite a good price. Um, in this exact fixture, earlier on this season in the EFL Cup, Forrest scored three past Stoke um, in winning that game, 3-2. I think Forrest went 3-0 up and uh, you know had a bit of a defensive lapse towards the end, let Stoke right back into it, but scored three nonetheless. Uh, I agree for me. Uh, Forrest to get the victory here. It needs to be the start of a winning run in which we really cement ourselves 
in the playoff positions. The victory against Sheffield United last weekend, great start. We've got to build upon that because that's what I feel like we've been lacking this season. We've not had that run of three, four, five wins in a row uh, that's really cemented us amongst the top players in this league because if you can put that together, we'll probably be top, um, at least in the automatic promotion places. We've been very inconsistent. There's been quite a few false dawns, like really good victory followed up by disappointing draw or, you know, throwing away a lead and drawing or losing. Um, So this, for me, has got to be the start of something really good for Forest. Yep. Uh, Final word on Forest. They haven't actually lost to Stoke in their last six games at the City Ground. Nice. I love a stat like that especially when it's for Forest. Exactly. Okay, moving on, Tom. Championship, what's next? Choo-choo! That's the championship steam train coming through. <laughs> Who's the championship steam train? At the moment, the championship steam train is Norwich. They're at home to Millwall. They're priced at 10 to 11. Four I thought you might say that. <laughs> Four consecutive league wins have seen Norwich, somewhat surprisingly, to be fair, climb to joint top of the championship with leads on 30 points. Um, they host a Millwall side who, to be fair, have picked up a few home victories recently. However, they're yet to win away in the league. They've lost six and drawn two of their eight league away games. Um, history is also against Millwall in this fixture. They've not won away at Carrow Road since 1968. There's been about 20 games at Carrow Road since that last victory. So it's been a long barren spell for Millwall away at Norwich. Statistics, history, everything suggests that that will continue. And then Norwich will pick up another three points at pretty decent odds. Yeah, good price. Norwich, absolutely relentless. Timu Pukki, who... <laughs> We kind of had a little bit of laugh about, didn't we, in the uh, Nations League uh, special yeah. when we were talking about talking about Finnish players. He's got seven in thirteen now, um, so he's on absolute fire. Yeah, everything points towards a um, a Norwich win. I've really been impressed with the two young fullbacks. Uh, they've got Jamal Lewis on the left and Aaron's on the right. Two young vibrant attacking fullbacks who are basically doubling up as wingers at the moment with Norwich being so on the front foot and uh, yeah they're looking really good yeah they are uh, one more for me in the championship I like the look of Blackburn Rovers against Rotherham Blackburn are priced at four to six this is this is a three o'clock kickoff Blackburn are pretty handy at home they just lost the one the one game a uh, few too many draws in there, perhaps, but relatively solid at home. Rotherham are definitely better at home. Um, away from home, they've actually only scored three goals in the entire season so far. So it's not looking good. Their top scorers are Michael Smith and Will Volks, and they've both got two in 16. So not exactly uh, banging them in, I think it's fair to say. And Blackburn, although they've been a little bit wobbly, uh, they have won their last two home games, one against Leeds 2-1 and one against a decent QPR team 1-0. I think 
uh, Blackburn will have too much for Rotherham, especially at Ewood Park. Yeah, wouldn't surprise me there. Uh, let's wrap up the championship then, shall we, and move on to the FA Cup. Um, Oof. I just, I think it's worth saying this is probably quite a minefield for Ben. There's a lot of teams um, in League One playing teams in League Two in this round, and for me, I think the quality difference these days between League One and League Two is reducing all the time, uh, year upon year. If we just look at the recently promoted sides from League 2 last year, how they're doing in League 1 this year, for example. You've got Luton in 5th, Accrington in 7th, Coventry in 8th, uh, Wickham in 15th. So, four promoted teams come up, three of them doing very, very well. The teams who got promoted from League 2 before that, uh, Portsmouth are now top of the league, got Doncaster up in 10th, you've got Blackpool in 9th. So, the top ten in league in League One is pretty much nearly entirely occupied by teams who got promoted from League Two within the last two seasons, um, which is pretty mad. And then going the other way, we see Chesterfield getting back to back relegations. Very, really, really struggling last season after being relegated. Northampton have only just picked up after being relegated um, from League One last season. I really think the quality is um, the quality gap is really really shortening between the leagues which makes it a bit of a nightmare predicting yeah I agree one thing I would say is I think that there's been a change in mentality in English football in the last three four seasons maybe maybe five Fifth, I remember when you know I was watching football you know in kind of early days any team that got promoted, their aim was to survive. Whether you're League 2 to League 1, Championship to Premier League, uh, you know, National League to League 2, whatever it is, it was survive. But now, the whole mentality's changed. I think football's speeding up. Fans are more impatient. I think chairmen are more impatient. I think the whole game moves quicker and projects need to move quicker. And people have seen that, you know, you can use a kind of a feel-good factor from the season before to go on and achieve great things. Is there any better example than that, than Leicester City? <laughs> Survive relegation, you know, absolutely battering everyone. Go on and win the league. Like, if you can ride that feel-good factor and that kind of form and everyone pulling together, you can achieve good stuff and... I just think there's been a mentality change for me. I don't, I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think you're far wrong. Um, like I say, people did always have the mentality. You get up, you consolidate, you survive. That's the main aim. But we see it time and time again nowadays. Teams are using promotion as a springboard to go for promotion again the next league up. Um, absolutely. And I think, to be fair, clubs are in the main right to capitalise on the positive momentum and the feel-good factor that promotion brings. I think there are some instances where clubs can go up too far too quickly and it hurts them in the long run. Uh, but overall, I think, yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, uh, 
just a little point we wanted to raise uh, when we're when we're talking about um, when we're talking about the FA Cup, really. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's move on to some games. I'm going to get us kicked off. One thing I will say um, as we kind of delve into the FA Cup, I think it's important if you've got the time, it's important to check team news before you go putting these bets on. So there's no uh, FIFA rule, sorry, there's no FA rule or anything like that to say that, um, you know, you have to keep X amount of players from the fixture before. I know in the Football League trophy, I believe it's seven that have to stay in the starting lineup from the previous league fixture. Uh, so they don't just rest the entire team. So with the FA Cup, if a manager wants, they can rest the whole 11, okay, and play a full youth team or, you know, mm-hmm. reserve lads. So I'd recommend putting these bets on after you've just had a double check of the team news, if you can. With that being said, um, I think if, you know, both teams are playing uh, full strength, I like the look of Plymouth. Plymouth are at home to Stevenage. So you've got League One against League Two, as Tom alluded to, a popular theme this weekend. Plymouth are obviously really struggling. There's no two ways about that. but they are capable, and they, they were put. They were kind of starting to put it together. Um, they managed to get back-to-back victories before losing um, at home to Sunderland, but they have won two of their last three league games, and I think they are kind of on the way up. Stevenage, any team that loses away four 0 to Wimbledon, even though it was in the Football League trophy, is a team to be kind of cautious about in my opinion um Plymouth price to evens I think is a good price and like I said if both teams play their their full strength sides I think this could be uh could be something to look out for mm. god god I think there's much more comfortable ones for me in here than Plymouth home <laughs> to Stevenage yeah. if I'm honest oh, yeah I, I like I, I don't I don't rate Stevenage in the slightest and I think Plymouth yeah. you know have a look. Come into this. Come into the last month. Forget what's been, what's gone, what's been and gone. They've won the three of the last four, and the only reason that stopped. Sorry, they won two of the last three, and the only reason that stopped is because they played Sunderland, who were in the Premier League two years ago. Give them a break. Well, I'd say what the, at least what they've got going for them is they are starting to score goals, um, which is always a positive when you're down near the bottom of the league. I think being at home is big, isn't it? In the uh, in the FA Cup. Yeah, um, especially if you play a team below a division, it certainly helps to mm-hmm. be at home. Uh, yeah, okay, I can see why you're tipping it. Would I back it personally? Probably not, but uh, yeah, fair enough. I can see your reasoning behind it. For me, I'll look at a team who, to be fair, that they're not as well priced. They're priced at four to seven. It's Peterborough away at Bromley um, of the National League. So National League hosts League One here. Uh, Peterborough did lose uh, their unbeaten away record to Wickham last weekend, which was a bit of a surprise uh, that they at least didn't get on the score sheet. However, I do think they've got more than enough uh, about them to bounce back against Bromley, who aren't pulling up any trees 
in the National League, to be honest, sitting in around mid-table. Matt Godden will probably be rested for Peterborough. However, that means cum dog Jason Cummins will probably come in. And he's already got about six or seven goals himself this season. So they do have good attacking strength in depth. Marcus Madison as well will probably come in off the bench and start this one. So for me, odds-wise, not great, but it should be one that definitely wins. Yeah, I I obviously have that road down as something that should be happening. Um, I don't think anyone is going to be you know, giantly surprised if uh, if that one does come in. It, the the price is sure, as you said, but you know, kind of is what it is, right? Um, you got a promotion favorite in League One against a a conference side, or well, sorry, a national league side. So to be expected. I am going to tip my first outsider. So. Oh, yeah. FA Cup, absolutely world famous for giant killing. And I can smell a giant killing at Aldershot. So we've got Aldershot. Uh, they are a National League side. They are 13th. So smack bang in the middle of the league, really. Um, they have won three. Uh, so they've won four of their last six games. They're at home to a Bradford side that have lost seven in a row. That Bradford are in an absolute state. I don't know what kind of side Bradford are going to put out, whether they're going to try and go full strength, get some confidence, or if they're going to throw the game pretty much by playing a young side. But I think Aldershot are going to be able to smell blood. And you know any team that has lost seven games in a row can't be favourites for me. Uh, Aldershot, 21 to 10. I think it's a good shout for a uh, for an upset. Yeah, I do like the look of that one. Um, definitely, they've got a good home record as well. Rolled a shot. They've played ten at home, won six, drawn two, lost two. So generally very good at home. So that adds further fuel to your older shot fire. I do like that. Bradford are terrible, aren't they? Absolutely terrible. Awful. Absolutely awful. They're they're going to be in for a tough game, I think. Yeah. Um, for me then, I'm going to look at a both teams to score bet. That's an all-league two effect. Lincoln against Northampton. Uh, both teams to score for this one. I thought it was fairly generous, actually. It's priced at four to five. I've said a few times on the podcast over the last month or so now that Lincoln, top of the champ, top of League Two, uh, doing very well, but they are conceding plenty of goals. They've not kept many clean sheets recently at all. And they come up against a side in Northampton who, since Keith Curl has taken over, they've won five out of the last six games. They're really putting something together now. Result-wise, I'm not sure which way this will go, but I do think both teams will get on the score sheet. You've got two teams who are scoring plenty of goals each at the moment, so I think you'll get both teams to score to land here at 4-5. to five. Yeah, um, Northampton kind of... They've really changed my opinion um, on them in the last couple of last couple of weeks or so since the new manager came in. Um, I thought they were kind of finished, really. Uh, I thought they were really going to struggle to get anywhere near um, survival, never mind the other end of the table. Um, so, yeah, I think they've definitely picked up. And Lincoln, obviously a team packed full of attacking talent, very tough place to go. Um, yeah, both teams to score is a good tip there. 
I'm going to look at a game in the FA Cup that I think you will get the home team to win and both teams to score. So it's Gillingham and Hartlepool. Gillingham of League One at home to National League Hartlepool. The price is 15 to 8. And Hartlepool are having a decent season. They're in ninth. The way the National League works is number one, the winner of the league gets promoted. It's the only automatic spot. Fourth to seventh have like a quarter final. Second and third kind of only join in the semi-finals and then they have a, a big final. Uh, so hopefully you got that. Hartlepool are chasing down that final playoff quarterfinal spot in seventh. So basically what I'm trying to say is they're going in the right direction. Gillingham are f- not confusing at all. <laughs> um, so Gillingham, they're, they're a funny old team. Um, beat Bradford 4-0 at home, beat Gillingham 3-0 at home, lost 1-0 at home to Blackpool, who had just come off the back of a 3-0 home defeat to Bristol Rovers. So you tell me what Gillingham team is going to show up. What I can guarantee, however, is there's going to be goals. Um, Gillingham, in their last six games, they've scored 0, 3, 4, 1, 3, and then 0. So they have got capabilities to score goals, as have Hartlepool. Traditionally, away from home, Hartlepool are pretty poor, uh, but they they are good in front of goal, and they have managed to get a positive goal difference of 8 in the league. They've banged in 25 in 19 games for their in their respective league fixtures. And I think you'll get Gillingham to win ultimately because of Hartlepool's poor form. And I think you'll get both teams to score as well. Yeah, I can see that. Um, tip there. Uh, for me, I'll also be looking at Sunday. We've got Sunderland away at Port Vale. This one's actually live on BT Sport. But it's a long time since Port Vale have been live on television. If they've ever <laughs> been live on BT Sport. <laughs> so it's going to be so a real true. occasion for the Port Vale fans. Sunderland price at 7 to 10. I think it's pretty generous odds. To be fair to Port Vale, they're on a decent run of form in League 2. However, Sunderland absolutely steam training along in League 1. Uh, they've won their last six games in a row. They've only lost one of their last 16 games. And even more impressively, they've won their last four games to nil as well. So Port Vale doing well. Sunderland doing better at a better level. So as long as there aren't wholesale changes to Sunderland's team, I do think they're a good price to get the victory there. Yes, 100%. You're right. Again, you know, um, as long as there aren't wholesale, wholesale changes, everything should kind of go to plan. <clears throat> should kind of go to plan there. Um, as you mentioned, Sunderland, we've, we have spoke about them a couple of times. They deserve a lot of credit. They really do. Um, You know, probably the gloomiest club uh, in the Football League during the summer, I'd say. I'd say it's not far away from from being a, a a good point. I think they've managed to turn that around. And as you mentioned, as long as there aren't any crazy, crazy prices, uh, any crazy, crazy team changes, we should be okay there. 
I am going to go towards Wrexham for my next tip. Uh, Wrexham are, they're actually top of the uh, National League, uh, managed by Sam Ricketts, who you may remember as a very recent uh, fullback for teams like Hull. Um, so good to see a young manager doing well. They're away at Western Supermare. Western Supermare, obviously making their debut on the podcast, it's fair to say. So Western Supermare are having an absolute mare. They are bottom of the National League South. They have Wrexham coming to town, who are top, as I mentioned, of the National League. It's 8-15. to 15. It's not exactly, you know, the best price ever, but I thought it was it was that obvious and that blatant. I had to read it out. Um, just one win all season for Western Superman, which is shocking, absolutely shocking. One Terrible. Um, yeah, I can't see anything other than a Wrexham win there. I'm done with uh, FA Cup tips. I don't know if you had anything else to add. No, not really. Uh, pretty rough, pretty rough. Um, as Tom mentioned, when it when it comes to uh, when it comes to these kind of teams that you're not sure who they're going to play, who they're going to rest, and things like that, it can be treacherous waters. But uh, yeah, I'm happy with uh, what we've read out, and I'm happy to move on to recap last week's bombproof trebles. We'll recap my bombproof treble first. Then it was uh, very close, very very close. I started off with Northampton. They won 2-0 against Crew. He also had Portsmouth. They won 1-0 away at Bradford. So it all rested on Liverpool in the 5.30 against Arsenal. Unfortunately, despite taking the lead, they were pegged back on Drew 1-0. Yeah, agonising that. I watched Lacazette's yeah. goal go in and my heart just hit the ground. <laughs> uh, what was it? Maybe 82nd minute? Yeah, Marnie had a fantastic chance straight after that as well. Put it just mm-hmm. high and wide. Like, oh, yeah. Great. He did. Um, equal agony for myself. I kicked us off with Lincoln and Forest Green Rovers, both teams to score. It finished 2-1 to Lincoln, meaning that bet was in. He also had Barnsley. They snatched a late winner at home to Southend to win 1-0. And I had Blackpool, who inexplicably lost 3-0 at home to Bristol Rovers. So uh, the Tangerines ended up costing me there. Terrible result for Blackpool. That was absolutely terrible. Awful result. Awful. They follow that up on Tuesday night, and they go and beat Gillingham 1-0 away. Not a fuming yeah. when I seen that. I, I was hoping they'd get absolutely panned, but, um, <laughs> but no. Uh, two out of the three for that one. However... However, Profit Chasers, all was not lost. We had yeah. our joint bomb-proof treble that came in. Um, two from mine. I had the uh, Lincoln and Forest Green, both teams to score bet, and I had Barnsley. So ultimately, it was Barnsley's late, late goal to snatch their 1-0 win that won the joint bomb-proof treble. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, two wins two wins on the spin, and it, it justifies really why we do the joint bomb-proof treble now. We didn't do this before, uh, before we introduced the bomb-proof treble a couple of weeks ago, but um, 
we've found, and some of our listeners also commented this, we found that a lot of the times we were getting two out of three right each week after week, like what happened this week. So yeah. we put in the joint bomb proof treble as a way to combine both of our best tips and uh, came up trumps this weekend. Absolutely. What did it pay? Five and a half to one, maybe? Um, it, yeah, about five and a half to one. Awesome. Great news. As Tom said, back-to-back wins now for the podcast boys. So what we're going to do now is we're going to move on to this week's Bombproof Troubles. We are going for a show hat trick. If you're new to the show and you haven't listened to this section before, this is the part of the show where me and Tom, we put together all of our research, knowledge, gut feeling, and general instincts into a treble that we will be backing at the weekend and, uh, you know, gives you a bit of a platform to go and back yourself if you're confident. We also, as Tom mentioned, do the joint bombproof treble where you'll get the best of both worlds. Tom, my uh, complete Bet365 is down, so I don't know if you want to go first. So, I'll go first then with my bombproof travel for this weekend. I'm starting the championship with Norwich. Uh, they're against Millwall and they're priced at 10 to 11 for the victory. We're then going to look at FA Cup games. So, Peterborough okay. against Bromley. Peterborough 4 to 7 for the win. And then finally, Lincoln Northampton. Both teams to score. That's priced at 4 to 5. And overall, this treble pays 4.4 to 1. So, £10 would get you about 54 back. Like it. FA Cup special with a, with a sprinkle of what we're used to, the championship yeah. there. Um, <laughs> yeah, love that. Um, Norwich are definitely one of the uh, teams of the weekend, I think. So, yeah, fully expect that one to come through. So I'm going to follow up your FA Cup special by not including a single FA Cup game in my treble. Um, so I'm going to start off in the Premier League. Uh, with Leicester City. They're at home to Burnley, they're four to nine. We're then gonna drop down into the championship and we're gonna have Blackburn Rovers, they're four to six. They're at home to Rotherham United. And they say you should never back your own team, but I'm gonna do it. Nottingham Forest, twenty nine to twenty, home to Stoke. Treble pays four point eight nine to one. I'll be whacking a tenner on it which means my returns will be around £58. Yeah, nice, mate. Nice. Um, hopefully one of those on the nose will win. Let's look at the combined then for this week, see if we can double up on the combined bomb through trouble success as well. Um, from yours, you know I'm Leicester. a bit hesitant about Blackburn, so I don't want them in it. Leicester. Leicester, I think. Gotta be. Yeah. yeah. Well, Norwich have got to go in, haven't they? Norwich in. Norwich, Norwich have got to go in. Let's go for the both teams to score. We had one on last week's. It yeah. managed to get us across the line. So let's lob that. Both teams to score in. So, guys, what we're going to go for then is Norwich at 10 to 11. Leicester at 4 to 9. And Lincoln, Northampton. Both teams to score at 4 to 5. And the treble pays pretty much exactly four to one. Oh, it's the dream. It's the dream. I love the I love the joint bomb proof treble. 
yeah. feel like we're really working together. Yeah, working together to bring people profit. Love it. <laughs> it's been a lifelong dream, that, hasn't it? Pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. So let's uh, move on to the final part of the show then, which is the fantasy football. Okay. So after a pretty good start for myself, I'm doing a bit crap now, to be honest. I've slipped down to 27th position. Didn't have a great week. Um, as for yourself, Tom, I can see you're in 58th, so that makes me feel a lot better. To be fair, you didn't do too bad. You got 69 points, so that wasn't bad. You're I had a great right week. Direction. I had a great yeah. week. You're not just going to glaze over that because you're doing bad and you had a bad week <laughs> and you're down in the dumps. I had a cracking <laughs> week. Talk about my team. Right, you've got Milner in there who got you 10. Good, yeah, good shout there. Um, Jimenez. The, the, new De Bru- the new De Bruyne. Yeah, Jimenez with 12. And Aguero captain with 26. That's where you got the bulk of your points. Well, when you say that with a chip on your shoulder, that's where you got the bulk of your points. Yeah, well, that's what a captain's for, mate. That's what I, just because you had a bad week. You, I didn't captain Yeah, just because well. you had a bad week. Yeah, but you're trying to glaze over the fact that I got more than you this week. Yeah, not by much. But yeah. You did well done. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but if you in the whole thing. <laughs> oh, here we go. This is classic Tom Pipkin, ladies and gentlemen. The season ends for Pipkin whenever he's doing well. It's done, finished. <laughs> may as well, Don't may think... as well finish it up now. Well, you may as well because you've not been ahead of me all season. We're in November. It's not going to oh. change. Here we go, here we go, Profit Chasers. Roll the end of season montage because it's all over. Jeez. Here anyway. We go. Classic Chris Tommy Hindle. P. <laughs> all right, bore off. Chris Hindle is top of the league still with Chindle's God. champs. Um, Jeez, still very man, tight. That's boring. <laughs> Someone knock him off. <laughs> um, Andy Duna is coming very close. He's just four, he's just four points behind. Great, and a bit of a gap, to be fair. Now, Jack Flaherty is in third. Um, he's 24 points behind, though, so a bit of a gap closing. Sorry, a bit of a gap opening up there. Uh, 95 people in the league now, so we're getting closer to 100. If you do want to join the league, we'll give you the code on Fantasy Football and in the podcast show notes. There's a £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, if you do win the league come the end of the season. So currently that is going to Chris Hindle. Somebody come and try and take it off him. Yeah. Little reminder, guys. If you're not quite there right now, don't worry about it. There's a long way to go. Okay, so let's talk about how to keep in touch with us after the show's gone. So after the show has finished. <laughs> little, little bit of a uh, hidden message in that uh, little comment. So the best way <laughs> the best way to keep in touch with us is on Twitter. T underscore FB podcast is our handle. Uh, join in the fun there. We're on Facebook as well. www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast. And if you want to email us with suggestions, inquiries, questions, whatever you want. Football betting podcast at gmail.com is where to do that. Yep. And uh, if you have enjoyed the show, guys, the best thing that you can do for us is rate us and review us on iTunes. So 
that really help out. I think we've got about 56, 57 reviews or ratings at the moment, which are mostly positive. Um, so, yeah, if you do enjoy the show, it only takes two minutes, not even two minutes, more like 30 seconds of your time to go on and do it. So we'd really appreciate that. Yes, we would. So uh, please log on and uh, support the podcast uh, by doing that. Um, I think that's pretty much it, isn't it, for FA Cup first round special? Yeah. Um, I know you talked about the social stuff. I think it's worth saying as well. We do really appreciate everyone that's been getting in touch recently um, over the last kind of month or so. We've had a real kind of upswing in people getting in touch with us on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, from all corners of the globe, really. And it's pretty cool just to to hear from you all, to get your feedback on the show. A lot of you enjoying it, which is great. Um, so, yeah, please do keep it up. We really do appreciate hearing from everybody. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate the, you know, the bread and butter English guys. But, you know, recently we've had listeners from Australia, Nigeria get in touch with us. And, yeah, it's a real good feeling. So uh, thank you for passing on your compliments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so happy profit chasing for this weekend, guys. We hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. I think off the top of my head, we're back to internationals next weekend already. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. We'll, we'll not... try and polish a turd. Yeah, we will. <laughs> it's not even meaningful international for the most part. It's bloody Wayne Rooney's making his comeback in a friendly against the USA. No, I, I don't. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about that. Not once. Yeah. <laughs> We'll we'll do what we can. Um, but yeah, enjoy this week's episode. Enjoy the weekend's football action. We will be back next weekend with something. Um, so yeah, thank you once again for listening, guys. Thank you very much. Take care.